The Bo Show. How does it feel to come out to thousands of people at once? A lot of apprehension, a lot of nervousness. It was a very surreal day. Will your friends accept you? He told me that he didn't understand it and he didn't agree with the lifestyle. Would you second guess yourself? There were a few people who probably should have been told face to face before they read it in the paper. And what would your mother say? And she said, oh my God, I was always a sucker for guys with dimples. Making your sexuality tomorrow's headline on The Bo Show. Eye to eye. Heart to heart, man to man, The Bo Show. Coming out of the closet is a very personal and often private process. Not in this case. Today we're chatting with a man who came out in a very big and public way. Randy Yipe was a college newspaper journalist who put his story in print for his college and his community to see. Wow, that is huge. That's really big, Randy. Thanks for coming to the show, and how are you doing today? I'm good, Brian. How are you? So, Randy, you and I are a little bit different. I came out at 25 years old. You came out in your teens, right? I was 19 when I came out to myself. You were basically a sophomore in college. I was at Michigan State University. Michigan State itself was on the liberal side. It's a large, diverse student body, so they tend to be a little more accepting of others. You said you were 19 when you came out of the closet, so walk me through the process. I had never said it out loud in reference to myself until one morning I woke up after having stayed up too late the night before in a uh, chat room, which was all new back then, and the place where a lot of gay people found some sense of community for the first time. And I woke up one morning and I don't know what I had dreamed about or what I was thinking while I was sleeping, but I just woke up and decided... I can't do this anymore. And I walked myself into the bathroom and looked at myself in the mirror and said it out loud, I'm gay. How did you feel before you actually came out of the closet? It was a lot of pressure denying it to everybody and to myself. And I just decided it was time to stop that and be honest with myself and honest with other people. And I felt I was missing out on closeness with the people in my life because they weren't knowing who I really was. They were only knowing half of me or a quarter of me. And Having been raised Catholic and in a fairly conservative family, I was worried about the consequences of telling them, but I decided the benefits of letting them know who I really was outweighed whatever ramifications might come my way. Randy, you came out in a very big way. You were a college journalist, and you came out in the college newspaper. That is commendable. That is huge. Thank you. The name of the article is Changing Perspective Can Awaken Free. There's four words that kind of go throughout the whole newspaper article, and it's called Welcome to My World. So what is Welcome to My World? Just by way of background, what had happened previous to that article was a year before I was known around campus as the conservative voice of the college paper. And one column in particular that was written almost a year to the day prior to the one you're referencing was very aggressively uh, demeaning to gay people. That article in 96, that's about the time when this big controversy was happening in Hawaii regarding gay marriage. And my 1996 article primarily spoke to that and criticized the gay community for seeking rights that I did not believe were their rights. Did you know you were gay at that time and you proceeded to write the column? Yes, I was playing the role of firebrand conservative columnist. But you were going against who you truly were inside. Yes and no. I was voicing my beliefs of what I wanted to be true. There was still an element of me that thought I could fix myself before committing to a gay lifestyle. I was hoping that by overcompensating through words and actions, I could deflect suspicion, maybe in the process convince myself that I could live a straight life. 
Now let's move forward to the article in which you came out of the closet, which is almost one year after the article in which you were criticizing the gay community. In this article, you mentioned all the prejudices and stereotypes made me feel fearful. I wasn't about to become, quote, end quote, one of them. One of them. What were you most afraid of? The social stigma, for one. The stereotypes that have been perpetrated for decades about what it means to be gay, to be a sissy, a pansy, to be ostentatious, flamboyant, you know, dress and drag, march and parades, and that I didn't feel was me. But there weren't a whole lot of symbols out there to assure me that being gay didn't mean that you had to exclusively do those things. That there were people who went to work every day and came home every night and lived a very normal life and weren't out there on the fringe living their lives as gay men and women. Randy, take me to the very beginning. Why did you want to come out in such a big way? There were several reasons. And, you know, it's funny you ask me that because my dad, when he was having difficulty accepting this, asked me the same question, why I had to do it the way I did. One was a sense of justice. I had very publicly criticized the gay community, and I thought it was only proper to come clean in the same public way. A second reason was the hope that possibly my story would be relatable to somebody else and would help them in their journey. And also, I was very publicly conservative and anti-gay, and I realized I couldn't just start showing up at gay bars around town without some questions being raised and being outed by somebody else. Okay, the night before, you know that you just wrote this huge article that is pretty much going to put you in a new light and in a light that nobody has seen you in before. Now you're going to be gay the next day to everybody. What were you feeling? A lot of apprehension, a lot of nervousness. I actually had a few friends over at my dorm room the night before, and I told them all to make sure they pick up a copy of the state news the next day because I was having an article, uh, a column, which I had not had a, a column in the paper for some time at that point. They were actually very interested to see what I was writing. I wouldn't tell them anything about what the topic was. And they didn't know you were gay at that point. Right. Ooh, that's big. <laughs> what a way to wake up in the morning. <laughs> no, and I, you know, and I also had not come out to my roommate at that point either, which was probably a bad idea to let him find out the way that everybody else did. I had planned to get out of the room early enough in the morning the next day because there wouldn't be enough time for us to discuss it. And I, I thought it would, as a conversation, best saved for later in the day. Tell me about the day. So you woke up and you were a little apprehensive the night before. Now you're at this new day. And in your article, you even say you're ready to greet the bright new day. So here's the bright new day ready for you. So are you ready to go? You put your backpack on and you're out there being like, hey, everybody, guess what? I'm gay now. <laughs> it was not as bright as I had imagined. It was a very surreal day. 45,000 people had just found out this thing about me that ran contrary to everything that they knew about me up to that point. I felt like clearly everybody knew me and knew what I had just written. It was just sort of this unspoken wariness around me. You did a very big thing, and other gay men on campus probably were aware of this happening. Did any come up to you and say something? No. In fact, nobody really brought it up that day in person. It was hundreds of emails. It wasn't until later that evening, obviously, everybody on my floor in my dorm was buzzing about this. And then a friend of mine who had graduated the year before happened to be on campus that day, found out from my roommate where my class was and came to pick me up after my class. I knew him from my activities with the conservative groups on campus. So I was a little unnerved when he showed up outside my classroom he told me that he didn't understand it and he didn't agree with the lifestyle, but I was his friend and he realized that I probably had a pretty rough day with everything that had happened and didn't want me to be walking back across campus in the dark alone. Did anybody treat you differently on your hall? 
Because we're talking about young guys here, you may have to shower with each other and use the bathroom together, see each other changing. I wish they were showering with me. (laughs) We we had private showers in my dorm. (laughs) As we were discussing, you said in your article, to deflect suspicions, I damned homosexuals and put on my most convincing putrid look when discussing the topic. Privately, I embraced my true self. So this seems like you had some shame. I did feel ashamed. I had spent countless nights, you know, crying myself to sleep, praying to God, willing myself to be something other than what I was, just because that's what we're all taught, especially in this country. Growing up, everybody is taught to see gay people as aberrant and not normal. Of course, everybody wants to be normal. I mean, you don't realize that normal is subjective until you're much older, but as a teenager, you just want to fit in. And when there's something like this hanging over you that's just so oppressive in your everyday life, keeping you from believing that you fit in, it's a big weight. Overall, how was the article received by your campus? There was a little bit of a mix. Some people were not ready to forgive and forget, but generally most people applauded me and thanked me. Randy, now that you're out of the closet for over 10 years, have you noticed any changes since when you were younger, when you first came out? There are advancements and setbacks. I feel uplifted because we've moved so far from the circumstances that I talk about in those articles. And other times, I feel like we're still talking about the same issues 10 and 11 years later. We're still fighting over gay marriage. We're still fighting over civil rights legislation and non-discrimination ordinances. Basically everything you first wrote about back in April of 1996. Exactly. And it's discouraging sometimes. But again, like I said, we have made a lot of progress on all those fronts in certain places. Obviously, Massachusetts now has same-sex marriage. But it took us 12 years to get there from the Hawaii Supreme Court when it first came to uh, the forefront. How's the relationship with your mom and dad now that you've been out for over 10 years? With my mom, it's fantastic. My dad has not changed a whole lot. It's not that we don't speak but we don't speak about that. My mom, however, like I said, she at at first was having as much problem with it as my dad was. Eventually, I was forcing conversations with her. I was trying to introduce the subject to a lot of our conversations. How would you do that? I would tell her, uh, you know, if we'd be having our normal weekend conversation on the phone and she'd ask what's going on, and I'd say I have a date with somebody tomorrow. I remember that, f- that first time I mentioned a, a guy to my mother. I told her I had it. I was seeing somebody. She started out with a sort of a hesitant, yeah. And I just sort of barreled full steam ahead, and I just didn't even give her a chance to interrupt. I just told her everything I wanted to tell her, who this guy was, what his name was, what he does, everything about him. And when I was all out of breath, all she had to say was, well, just be careful, because I think for a lot of parents, when their kids come out, that's the first place their, their minds go is AIDS, HIV. So she said, be careful. And what did you say? I said, I will. I wasn't going to get into an argument about that. And, you know, like I said, little by little, I would just keep bringing up stuff to her. The watershed moment for me was after I had met somebody during a trip to Philadelphia. And I came back home and was telling her about the trip. And I said, I met this amazing guy. We were standing in the kitchen. I think she was making dinner. She said, well, what is he like? And I started telling her things about him. I ended with, he has the most amazing dimples. And she just sort of dropped what she was doing and turned to me with a smile on her face. And she said, oh, my God, I was always a sucker for guys with dimples. And it was a little thing. But to me, it was that first moment we connected during a conversation about a guy. My mom and I were sharing something that we both found attractive in in men, which was a little bizarre. But Like mother, like son. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Randy, one thing I do with everybody on this show, and I think it is a huge and very positive thing. Lots of people might be a little shy when they first say the words, I'm gay out loud. 
So I ask every strong, confident gay man that comes onto this show to just basically say, my name is so-and-so, and I am a gay man. My name is Randy, and I'm gay. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. The Bo Show.